Welcome to iHeartGeek. And welcome to another episode of iHeartGeek. We haven't given you guys a new show in a while, so we had to. And we are talking about perhaps the greatest animated TV series ever. We're talking about the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Um, you guys can debate me later on if I'm right on that or not. I'm Dub. I'm here with Skeeter. We're here with Griffin. How are you guys doing? Miss Messini. I miss talking to y'all. Oh, I'm good. Uh, very busy, but very, very good all at the same time. How you doing, Griffin? Very, uh, I would say same. Very busy. Um, you know, just, just saving lives. It. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, learning. Learning how to. Be 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 the be the real Batman. That's the goal. That's the goal. Okay, so let's jump right on. We're talking about the late '90s series of Justice League, um, not the Super Friends, even though there is definitely roots to the Super Friends in this Justice League. But what do you guys? I mean, what, what's what's the appeal of Justice League? Why would I say it's the greatest? I don't know if you guys think it's that way or not. I feel like it's even better than X Men. That's saying something because I think X Men was great. I think Justice League was better. What do you guys think about kind of where Justice League sits in the hierarchy? Start with you, Skeeter. So uh, I I'm going to go with this. So and I'm just going to say it. Marvel fans hate me if you want to. X Men was a cartoon. Fully, it was a cartoon. The animated series of Batman, the Justice League, Justice League Unlimited completely an animated series everything about it was class above uh really x-men okay. I, I just think the stories you got a comic book on tv like full-on every episode mm -hmm. and it, that's it, yeah it, it was very true to the justice league comics that we all loved growing up because it wasn't just a uh well this is this team doing stuff it they gave you a little bit of everything you had time travel you had the uh weird mystical stuff you had westerns you had everything in there you had date night stuff you had uh noir you had mystery there was just something special about this series what about you griffin what do you what's your thoughts on it i mean my you know i mean aside from trying to watch it on like fox kids you know whenever mm -hmm. i could like growing up uh i go back and watch it like annually like yeah once a year you know just because it's everything i want in justice league um and that's what makes it special i mean i would love for them to to get there maybe in, in a live action format but not to take anything away from from this but i mean you know obviously saying what everybody else has already said i think the cast makes it for me oh yeah not just because of the Conroy. like the acting, <laughs> not not just because of that, but like it's such a it made me love these characters in a way that mm -hmm. they are my definitive characters. Like the Flash, Wally West, this this specific version is my Flash. It's my favorite yeah. Flash. It's my favorite version. Um, and like John Stewart is my favorite Green Lantern. Not because I read any comics or did any of that. It's because of Phil Lamar. And his performance in this show, mm -hmm. and it, that really stuck out to me. And the storytelling is amazing. Well, I think a lot of this has to do with Andrea Romero 
being just the in, incredibly um, talented voice director, voice caster that she is. She knew what she had and she gave it to us. I mean, just perfectly now. And, and with the definitive characters here's here's what was so beautiful about that. My Barry is my flash because that's what I grew up reading. However, uh, the, they made everything so acceptable to love this Wally because they made him different. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a Hal Jordan guy, but they, the John Stewart, I learned to love because of this. I never really got John Stewart. I didn't like uh, Guy Gardner before this. I've Kyle was okay, but Hal is my guy. John Stewart, they, okay, cool. I was a hundred percent in and it never felt like they were forcing anything but comic books down your throat, if that makes sense. It, it totally does. It's, yeah. It's 100% what, uh, you know, what, what it needed to be for, for everything. I mean, there were, there were things that, you know, now as an adult watching it, you know, in my younger years, now watching it as an adult, there are some things that I'm like, man, you know what, where's my Superman at? Like, where's my, yeah. I'm Superman, like uh, destroying the entire know, planet. Yeah, yeah. Like Superman's getting whooped. Batman's getting whooped. Like mm -hmm. they're they're getting hands put on them, and you're like, okay, this is awesome. Yeah, and it's just it was just good. Well, and and they did the um, what a lot of writers can't do with with especially with characters like Superman is they have to make him weaker in order to make the story more interesting they never did that with this series right everybody they, they, was as powerful as they are mm -hmm. without any um yeah they, they they didn't have to mess with the character now this is what makes me happy and this is what got me started with wanting to talk about this um apparently james gunn is making the new justice league the whole dc universe now is based on this now I have faith in everything. And okay. where I think a lot of that's going to come from is the Justice League Unlimited stuff, which we'll get to in a minute. But Justice League Unlimited gave us all the side characters. You had the superhero, the super team right there. I mean, Flash, Green Lantern, Superman, uh, Hot Girl, and Wonder Woman. Hot I mean, girl. just the, the, the team. Oh, and, Mar and Marvin the Martian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... I mean, but Justice League Unlimited gave us 70% of the story was everybody else without forgetting about them. And I think that's what I think that's a lot of what he was talking about. So I'm getting really excited for the um, this iteration we're going to see because he can mess with all these characters without messing with Superman. Yep. Don't, you know, don't mess with our Holy of Holies. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But, you, but you can mess around with Peacekeeper. You know, I mean. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So who do you guys like as far as the side characters? And I want to throw mine first, which is Rorschach. I mean, the question. Oh, every story they gave him <clears throat> was so good. And his, and his love interest with uh, the Huntress. I cared so much about these characters. I'm like, I, I want to follow them on date night. This is awesome. And I, I didn't care about the question before the show came out. I'd read a few comments, but I didn't care. I now care about this character so much. Let me hear some of your guys' favorite characters that you, 
especially the side ones. You can give me the main ones, but with this, especially the side ones. Uh, let's start with you, Griffin. You took it right, right there. Like <laughs> I was course. literally that that whole like the relationships that, and especially in you know like a a kids show. Mm-hmm. I mean. If you're a kid, you know, you're like, okay, yeah, like that, I, I get it. But when you're an adult, you're just like, it hits so much different because you're like, dang, that's like, that hit me in the feels. And literally, like, with with that, I was going to say the question, like, in the whole scene, he's just sitting there like, no, like, you don't want to, like, you, you don't want want me to, you know, like, remove, you know, like, or Rorschach my face, you know. Don't like, take off my face. You know, don't, yeah. don't, you know, don't, don't take it off. And she was just like, nah, I don't care. Like, and she walks up and closes, you know, closes the, obstructs the view, you know. And so I was just like, that that stuff gets hard in storytelling, you know. Especially yeah, it does. Like, like, it's a lot of, like, the, and not to take away from the side, but, like, the Jon Stewart and the, the Hawk Girl mm-hmm. uh, story. Like, went on that's for, great. Went on for th- four seasons. Exactly. Like, it's it took its time. It wasn't like, oh, it never concluded. And I loved that. Yep. Yep. Which is what a comic, great comic should do. Yeah. Yep. Always. Yeah. What about you, Skeeter? Well, you know, for the longest time, I mean, I hadn't watched in a while. And then all of a sudden we got Titans, right? Mm -hmm. On HBO Max. And which is in, in part is pretty awesome. But on, on that show, we got Hawk and Dove. Yeah, in obviously a different iteration. Are they the female versions, or are they the ma- are they the, Dawn? It's and... it's a it's a male and a and a female. It's uh the guy that came out that came out as Reacher. He was Aquaman in uh, Smallville, things like gotcha, that. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but he comes out, you know, as Hawk, and you had Dove, who was you know a blonde and just awesome. And I was like, oh man, that reminds me of Unlimited when we got Hawk and Dove. But and still this power team, like who they were kind of in secret. And they were like they were kind of like that, that that vigilante role, you know, off on the side. But not. But that's what I've always loved. Every every vigilante piece of our favorite comic book characters just rolled out in these side characters. Yeah. Like, who is this person like? Like in the first in in Justice League, when you got Copperhead, mm-hmm. like as a villain, I'm like, seriously, this dude is wearing a snake costume, and then all of a sudden he flicks his tongue out, and you're like, this dude has a snake tongue, like, and his eyes are slotted, like, yeah, what? So just good. That's so awesome when they can pull you in like that, yeah, by these offshoot characters Mm -hmm. and let let me hit on the the hawk and dove thing which i think is really again not a comic that i ever really got into um when they relaunched it i i read the new ones and it just didn't do it for me but this hawk and dove i really loved and then it turns out that dawn died now of all the characters in when blackest night when they brought everybody back he's the only one they didn't bring back why because he was the only one at peace and that just after watching that episode, everything I need to know about the character, may, that that makes so much sense. And I'm like, I had the feels for it with a character that I don't care about. Right. They did the same thing in Titans with him. Yeah. Like th- they they got to a bridge that was blown out, 
and everybody else had to jump through the the jump to get back because he saved everybody and he got everybody there they all jumped and they were like no come on and the 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 evil was coming up behind him and he was like no i'm cool i'm good i'll stay here yeah that was boom you know i was like wow it it so aligned it was just so good such a good side character that and yeah. that, again, this is what this show did is took characters that no one really cared about, which so James Gunn, my sister might be perfect Took characters that nobody cared about. And like, I care about these characters now, every single one of them, mm-hmm. you know, stinking vigilante you cared about. Nobody cares. There's no such thing as a good vigilante comic book. Not no. one. But growing up, that was my kid's favorite character. He loved Vigilante. He wore he wore the bandana and all that when he was watching it as a little kid. He loved that character. <laughs> that is, to me, just such brilliant storytelling on how they did that. Just made characters that just pop. So what I want to hit on is that I'd like to talk about, if we're going to talk about Justice League, let's talk about some of my favorite episodes. And we'll just kind of go keep going around. And we all, I'm sure, have lists. Um, first one I want to hit on is the um, the episode called Legends, and that is when some of the Justice League end up going over into another universe, and they meet with what looks like a JSA, all like cheap versions of the characters, and it's it's some alien controlling a kid's mind, blah blah blah. Um, but that is such a fun episode because I, without having to do the licensing of JSA they gave us all these characters because I don't need to see another. I don't want to see Alan Scott Green Lantern in this. I don't. They gave us, I don't green guardsman, whatever it was. And I loved how they like, no, these are the comics I read as a kid. This is, this is what inspired me to be a superhero. I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. What did you guys remember that episode at all? Mm-hmm. I believe mean, is that that's the one where, um, where, Flash has to outsmart Batman, I think, the other Batman, right? And he has to get, uh, he has to. I'm trying to think, I he, think that's what happens. He basically slows or speeds up his heart rate so fast where it looks like he flatlines. Yeah. And the other Batman freaks out and runs in and he like knocks him out. That's a good one. Because he's pinned, because <laughs> Batman's pinned up against himself. Like there's nothing yeah. he can't that he can do that the other one like doesn't know they use that twice they also use that in the um in the last episode when the when brainiac makes replicas of all the superheroes they were having to fight each fight themselves okay yeah and then they made him switch like switch partners and then that's the only way they could take him out i think that was a great call Mm -hmm. on that okay uh griffin let's hear one of your favorites we're just going to keep going around for a while. One of my favorites. And a lot of two-parters in these series. Almost um, all of them. Well, well deserved. Um, and they are. They're arcs. Like, it's great. Um, but my one that stands out to me, and there's a few, but the one that I always watch, and I remember the first time watching it, it I always forget the plot, but it's always surprising and it's so good, is in Blackest Night Part 1 and 2. And... <sighs> First time you see such, all the core. Yep. It's such, and like I, I'm, I wasn't like growing up the biggest Green Lantern fan or anything, but the storytelling in itself, every time I watch it, it's one episode like I can't skip. Like I have to watch, sit down and watch it because 
in the first like 15 minutes I'm hooked and I forget completely the rest of like what happens or why he's brought to trial. And then I believe, even though I've seen it like five times, I still think like, Oh, he's guilty. Like he, he did this like, cause he believes it. And it's just my favorite, like, it's probably my favorite in the entire series. Those two. Really? There's a lot of great ones, but there was something about it. Like when I rewatch it, you'd think it would ruin it for you, but I'm like, it just hypnotizes me every time. Cause I'm so like brought in. Cause everybody's like, what's going on? Why is John like, why, why are they taking him? Why isn't he fighting? Yeah. Like we got to get him out. And the whole league comes together because they're like, no, like we can't accept this. This isn't, this isn't right. And you have the whole core around and even then they're like, I mean, he did it. Like, it, yeah. you know, we don't know what to say. Like, so what- it, yeah, what I'm hearing everybody's talk about is the emotional connection we're getting with these, which I think is yeah. there's no reason, but they just it's a cartoon and you are so emotionally yeah. connected. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Skeeter, give us one. So um Justice League um season one, way back, uh the enemy below, part one and two. Um, you know, this is when they go get Aquaman to try and do the peace treaty between the surface and, you know, and, and the, and everybody in Atlantis. And he's like, and so he finally decides that he's going to go do this. Aquaman does no secret Aquaman hands down my favorite care superhero ever in the history of ever. Don't care fish because he talks (laughs) to fish like, (laughs) you know, um, but I am like, I just, it's Orm. It's the way that, oh, my brother's out. Okay, I got this. And he tries to take over once again. You know, it's it's pinky in the brain all day long. You know, try to take over the world just like we do every day. Like, he's a, he's gone. He tries to do what he mm-hmm. does. He goes back. He, you know, he, the, it, in the second part, like, you just you the connection is Orm takes his child, takes Aquaman's son, and he stabs the the side of the rock and hangs the son in his blanket and like sticks freaking Aquaman to the wall, to the side oh, of the John. mountain. Yeah. And he's falling towards the lava. And what does he do? Takes off his emblem, off his belt, and cuts his own hand off to freaking mm-hmm. save his son. Like now there's a whole different connection. Yeah. And I don't think we see the Momoa Aquaman without this Aquaman. Yep. Nope. The long hair. That was, that was pretty metal. That was pretty metal. That's pretty. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But he pulls that bad boy off and you see him look at his hand and look at the thing. And he's like, and then the next thing, you know, you hear, you know, his wife say, your hand, and then it goes away. You're like, what? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a great call for an episode. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I'm actually looking forward to rewatching that now. Now I, now I really want to see that one again. Um, now, I want to hit one that I literally, I've talked about it on this show several times. This is the biggest tearjerker, I think, in Without Anybody Dying. This is the biggest tearjerker I've ever seen in a comic book, which was for the man who has everything. This is when Superman gets given a gift for his birthday 
and it's called the Black Mercy, and it gives you in your mind exactly what you want as you die. So he had he has to literally. I mean, you see what's going on in his mind, and he's on Krypton with Lois Lane, and everything is saved, and everything is like the way he's always wanted it. It's like, oh, and he has to literally say, look at his son, who you can tell he loves, and says, I'm sorry, you're not real. I have to go. I love you more than anything. I'm like, oh. so, And then with the Batman, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, that, that episode is something really special, I think. Uh, Griffin, give me another one. It's like, um, it's like that, that episode reminds me of uh, Perchance to Dream mm-hmm. in Batman the Animated Series where oh, Bruce very much. lives out his life. And it's, it's so good. Um, that, that's, just, that's what made it remind me of. It's. I feel like for these episodes, it's a lot of, for me, it's like these certain aspects that these yeah. characters go through. Because um, it shows it's not just like, it's an ensemble, but all these characters hit certain beats. They're going through their own things, even if you, like, they'll focus on the character, but then the next episode, they have a different conflict, and mm-hmm. those characters are still going through, like, yeah. that carries on. Even if it's not the main, like, uh, they don't need to take a second to have a conversation to remind the audience, oh, they're still going through this trial, like personal um, trial. Like, we just know. Something else we hit with that, and I'll let you finish, but Mm -hmm. something else we hit with that on this show, they don't give you all the stories they talk about. They 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 talk about, well, what happened when the Justice Lords took over the Earth? We never saw that on this show, but it makes sense. We get yeah. it. And it's just like reading a comic book. You don't have every book, but you get it when they say something Yeah, like they talk about the past. You still get it. It's the secret to writing a good justice league comic book. They, mm-hmm. you don't know all the stories. They just yeah. kind of assume you're going to play along. I'm yeah. in the world. I get it. I don't need to know everything. I miss years of blocks in here. Cool. Wow. Yeah, so sorry. I didn't need to cut you off, but that's it, it. Literally, yeah. I mean, that's really what it's about, and it's it's those long what you were talking about. It's like those long stares with you know, like Kevin Conroy's Batman, like in the show when a character does something and he just and they're all, and all the rest of the the ensemble is like, wait, why? To this certain character, and you just see like Batman just staring, and he'll make up an excuse for them, even though he doesn't need to, but you know why? Like it's yeah. that connection. Um, but my another episode is probably like my other favorite is um, the Injustice for All, uh, part one and two. It's mm. just pretty good. It's just you know it's the Injustice gang and it's brought by Luther. Now the reason why I like that it's some of my favorite is because the storytelling. It's just a fun. You know you got all the villains and the rogues of you know certain of yeah. the Justice League. That's not. I love that, but honestly, it hits me differently because of Luther and. Finally, they have created, and like I said, I don't know, I'm sure they've done this in the comics, but I have, haven't, I, I'm not the biggest Superman, like, comic book reader, but um, literally, like, after Luther is being, I'm reading the synopsis right now, just because I wanted to get this right. 
He's after being diagnosed with an incurable case of kryptonite poisoning, Lex Luthor blames Superman and seeks to destroy the superhero and the rest of the Justice League by gathering a team of powerful supervillains. Like when I first saw that, I was like, that is genius. He gets he's around it so much because he's so bent on on destroying Superman. He gets a poisoning that he can't do anything about. Mm -hmm. And soup. the thing about the team is they're trying to stop Luther in the Injustice, like in the Injustice League. But Superman is trying to save him too. Like, because that's yeah. just like who he is. And I love that. He's not rooting in like, you know, Christian Bell Batman, I don't have to save you. He's not that. He's like, Luther, like, come on, think, like, use your head. But Luther's so stubborn and he hates him because he's everything that he's not and he wants to be. At least that's what I get from it, you know. That that's a that's a really good take from it. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but the we we saw the Hall of Injustice for the first time in Justice Friends, but they never gave us an explanation of why all these guys work together. It just okay, it's there. Mm -hmm they gave us an explanation, which I think was just great. And it, and they didn't, I'm so glad they didn't try to slide it in first season or second season. I, yeah, it was towards the end of the series. I'm like, perfect time. Cause it took a while. Mm -hmm. Skeeter, give us another one. I, bud. So uh, yeah. Injustice for all was uh, that's, um, that's on my list at number two. And I just, you know, just to kind of back Griffin 100%, like, you see this different story. You see, and this is where Marvel and and DC completely differ. Mm -hmm. The relationship between the villain and the hero are different. Think of... That's an interesting take. Every villain versus versus the Avengers. Mm -hmm. What do they do? They're hell-bent on stopping them and killing them. That's it. We're going to end them. However we have to do it or send them back to wherever they came from. To where Joker and Batman, Superman, Lex Luthor. Like, you don't... The, everybody has this different relationship where, you know, all of a sudden Lex Luthor's dying of this incurable thing. Superman's like, let's figure it out. Let's do this. Let's get together. Who shows up? The entire rogues for every single you know person in the show and for every hero is their rogue i i connected to it because of you know solomon um because here comes grundy you know stomping through there oh and this is our oh my gosh you see you see superheroes getting smashed mm -hmm. they're just getting tossed around and then you see oh wait wonder woman you got to go back home and figure out your relationship with your mom. What what the heck just happened? Like, and there's a connection there. But I really think like though that that put it together for me. I mean, even though almost every episode is a two part episode in, in Justice League, you it just they put it together so well in this battle, and it's yeah. the good and evil all day long and they're just going to beat each other until they everybody stops and the fact that it was injustice and where they end right back up you know yeah. in arkham done again there you go so i just 
I loved it. It's just so perfect. Okay. I want to hit, I'm going to hit one more. Um, and that's the greatest story never told. This is the, the definition of a Justice League comic book. There is this huge story going on. It's a huge battle going on. And we don't, we see like just quick glimpses of it. And then you get this great side story of Booster Gold. Who cares about Booster Gold? I know I don't. Oh my gosh, I cared about Booster Gold on this this story and he's and he gets no credit for it and I loved how they told that story. It's another one of those just kind of like is that how, am I sad after this? Am I happy for the guy? I mean, he's still a scumbag, but I, just so good. You know what I'm talking about with the mm-hmm. with that Booster Gold episode? Mm-hmm. Give me one more or you can talk on that one whichever one you want to do, Griffin. Well, I think we get a lot of that. I mean, I think that that Gunn is doing a Booster Gold. Uh, I don't know if it's a series or if it's a film. I don't, I'm not sure, but I think it was a part of his chapter one of the the gods and monsters. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which I think is great. That's perfect. That's right up his alley. Um, for me, I think another. I this show hits a lot of points and it goes to a lot of places. Um, but the one thing that I felt DC always had over Marvel, but I mean, Marvel's doing it now in their entertainment uh, big time because of the films, um, is a lot of the, I mean, for me, like this show was the first to do it, was the connected universe. And I'm bringing very, all these characters much. together. Yeah. Um, and everybody knows that, you know, they're all DC did first. Yes. Like this is like the first, but. They really, I mean, now with, I felt like the one thing that DC had over Marvel and their chance to get the jump on it was the multiverse um, before Marvel incorporated in so many different storylines now. Like they have so yeah. many different explanations for the multiverse and how it works. Yeah. But DC, it was one linear, like, okay, there is a multiverse. There are different realities, different worlds, different Earths, different versions of this. And one thing, even though it doesn't like touch on it too much, it's just, it's a linear timeline, but it's the very end. It's the once in the future thing, part one and two. Oh, yes. And it brings in, not just because it brings in Batman Beyond, but it ties up a lot of, not loose ends that we didn't know, but things we hoped would happen. And it's like, they still don't tell you, especially with like Green Lantern's son. And he's like, He's all like John Stewart walks up. He's like, "Who's your mom?" He's all, "Really? Is it that <laughs> who do you hard? Think? Like, who do you think it is?" You know, it's stuff like that. And the both Batman's meeting, he's like, "I'm surprised I'm still alive." He's like, "Don't be. We got work to do." So it's just, it's really good. And the fact that, you know, even though that that's where it ended off, the point that I'm getting at is this show touched everything. Like it yeah. did all of it. You know, this is like a an amazing blueprint for storytelling that I hope I really do want James Gunn's world and vision to to be the best it can be. But something I really want to see is the same feeling and the same storytelling I got from from this show and yeah. a lot of other shows like it, because I feel like studios are afraid to just throw it in these characters without having that they're like too afraid to um sorry about that they're too afraid to um they're too afraid to 
to tell these stories and just to throw Batman in there and Superman in there and mm-hmm. not let the like these cartoons Batman just shows up. We yeah, know who Batman is. Yeah. We're we're good. Okay. You we're, don't we you don't it. get we their still... origins anymore. There's not right. one origin story in this. No. And we we all get it. We all know. Okay, here we go. We know what they're like. Batman's the brooding guy. I want to see that confidence portrayed on screen yeah. with this. And I know James. I know. I know. Like James Gunn is really going to bring up those lesser known characters, which I am excited for. But when it comes to the A listers, the Batman, the Superman, the Wonder Woman, I really just—they don't have to be the center of attention. But when they are there, I would love to have a, a reminiscent feeling of like importance of this. Yeah. Not just it's Batman. Okay, like we're hammering this in. It's Batman and he knows Superman, but we're never gonna show them on screen together. But they they are in the universe. We might in a Justice League movie. Yeah. Just have them plop in on a in the build the universe. Like have yeah. Superman, have Batman follow a criminal in Metropolis, like in the show. You know, like in yeah. Justice League, Superman's like, What are you doing? He's all I was following, you know, these guys here you mind cleaning this up and he bounces and superman's like well i guess i gotta clean this up yep like it's it's those things it's not to be so afraid to take those chances because that's what this is about and i feel like they're very much like these are our a-listers these make us money like we need to make them grandiose like we gotta they gotta be the center of attention when it's not that it's not that heavy like you just they they're on their own like you see superman on screen that's enough for me like that's superman like we yeah. don't need the, you know, let's have these characters interact. But that's that's what this show did for me is because it's like I feel so comfortable and so at home when I watch this that every time I watch the movies, and I love Snyder's Justice League, and I, I do, but that's something I really hope to see is I hope to see a Superman that just represents Superman and Batman that represents Batman. And just they represent these things. They don't have to go so so, so deep then I go it, deep. because we know, yeah. Well, okay, and, and I, I want to actually put into words what I think you're talking about on this. Yeah, you want a Superman that you loved as a kid, and that yeah. every kid loves. You yeah. want a Batman that you loved as a kid that every kid loves, not a dark, yeah. brooding Batman that's depressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want a Batman that a kid loves. You can yeah. you, and this proved you can do it with mm-hmm. adult material. Yeah. That a kid will love. And that's the only way we're going to keep this beautiful thing called comic books going still. And yep. I'm hoping they understand that. Because I think this is really the definition of why the comic book industry is dying. Because they're not made for kids anymore. And no. this gave you a lot of adult material. But not one thing that would be offensive to a kid. Mm. Does not take away any childhood innocence, not one time. Mm. Even these deep, deep, deep stories that they give us, there's not one time that a childhood's innocence is taken. They kill a baby in this with Aquaman's kid, and it doesn't kill a kid's innocence. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Okay. So yeah, that was that was that was very well put, Griffin. Okay, Skeeter, you got one more? And yeah, so I'm gonna up. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay this one up and let you knock it down. Uh, dub but i'm gonna lead off with uh my my number four uh overall which is kid stuff uh season one episode three of unlimited they go back to uh, it's i think they're nine nine 
Yes, Mordred, Mordred sends him back to when they're like eight or nine years old. <laughs> Dude, straight up, j- junior, like Griffin loves it when I call him junior justice. But, you know, you just, you guys just said it. Like, give me my kids. Give me the, you know, something that's good for kids and good for adults at the same time. This one is everything that that is. Mm-hmm. You have their kids. Yeah. But they have the same responsibilities that they did as the but grown. They're still in, but they're innocent, too. And, yes, it is incredible. Like, I love the the art. Like, this is where me as a kind of a as a closet art guy, like I love the, the artistry, the, the, just the animation is beautiful. This one, they knock it out of the park. I mean, 100% the art, these, they, they're, it's just perfect, you know, and the yeah, entire the slightly overshaped, oversized heads, the slightly oversized yep. eyes, very yep. much the Saturday morning feel instead of what they were, yep. what they give us normally, which is more of a adult X-Men type feel. Yeah, but we got this, and it was just this great. It, it was very cartoony, mm-hmm. but it hit every every level. It, it hit the expectation of every single other show with these eight nine year old heroes. Yeah, you know, and it's so, so light and so happy until the very end when they take the baseball bat and just slam you in the head with the yep. with Mordred as well. He's he's still gonna live forever, but now he doesn't have eternal youth anymore. So he's yes. like five hundred years old, drooling. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What am I? What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> oh, it's so good. good, so awesome, so awesome. So okay, last last question I'm gonna ask you guys before we close up. How would you, for someone who hasn't watched Justice League the animated series? How would you sell them to watch it? Uh, let's start with you on this one, Skeeter. I mean, so honestly, you know, we get a lot of people in our world, you know, in, in our world, you know, of, of geekdom uh, that, you know, oh, well, I'm, I'm a Marvel fan and, you know, X-Men, 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 and they're just pushing it. And I think and, X-Men know, was great. And, and we, X-Men we'll, was we'll, great. We'll all say that. It was, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. But if you love, if, if you have a genuine love for superheroes, for the hero aspect of, yeah, a hero gets knocked down, but a true hero gets back up and fights for justice, fights for good, fights for everything that the Justice League fights for. And you get just that, if you want a full immersion, like, check this out. Just watch the Justice League. Check it out. Go back to the old stuff. Not the old, old stuff. Meanwhile, back at the home. Nothing wrong with those. I enjoy those. Nothing wrong with the dude. That but it's not animation. Makes you happy. I'm not. Does it not make you happy? Oh yeah. So like, but this stuff gives you that level of like when you're done, you're kind of pumped up. Like you're, dude. That was amazing. That was a great episode. Let's watch another one. You know, it just hooks you. Every pit, every bit of it hooks you. From the hero to the villain to the damsel in distress. It's just beautiful. It's true storytelling. Yes. Griffin, what about you? Yeah, I mean, everything that you guys said, not to like to, to taper off that, but I mean, 
really if, if you're you know i'd say that you know if you're a fan of if you're a fan of superheroes and you like that you know you want to be taken away and this great storytelling as you said like it's really for me if i were to sell somebody on the show i'd say do you not want to waste your time watching something that doesn't matter because there's always something to learn in this show there's always a lesson that they mm-hmm. teach you not just on a character basis yeah but on a morale uh and in your morality um and and not to go so deep but it can it's a show that hits all the levels if you want it to there's a mm-hmm. difference it doesn't smack you in the head it's literally what you want to take from it and you have that option not a lot of other shows do that yeah. not a lot of other shows it's either they are all about like hitting you with those big things those mm-hmm. big revelations like cw's flash it's so drawn out and not 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 trying to hit on it but it's like you can't figure it out for yourself you can't handle it for yourself by halfway through the episode you get the trials of barry that he has to go through every single episode and by the end he's like i learned my lesson it means this 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 and this well in the in justice league and justice league unlimited justice league unlimited i would say is more for people who feel like outcasts yeah they don't they're they don't get it like the superman i'm not the superman i'm not the batman i'm not the wonder woman okay maybe you are more like the question maybe you're more like a huntress maybe your your morality is kind of like fluid you don't know so you want to watch something that you more identify with i would say that not everybody can identify with spider-man not everybody even though i could i would like to say like with x-men it's an amazing show and it has an amazing message but i feel like those are dealing with fantastic but real problems mm-hmm. um the justice league is fantastical problems <laughs> that are handled in a real with real human emotions no matter if you're an alien from krypton a brooding you know a rich person or an amazonian like goddess you know like it doesn't matter you still feel what they're feeling you still understand and it gives you hope like that's the biggest thing that the show does is that it, it gives you hope and this this show does one thing that i can't say about any other animated series except maybe maybe batman uh the animated series there is it's all canon it's all i mean no one's gonna get mad it's like yeah that this happened in comics this is cool there is there they don't then try to up it to change the problems and change the social setting or anything else it is comic canon and it was it's perfect so uh with that being said it's on HBO Max. You can watch all of every episode. I highly recommend it. And otherwise, buy the DVD or Blu-ray. Save it to your computer because you never know what's going to happen. Just one of the best animated shows ever. And you're not. You're never going to be sorry on this one. 
check out the website, www.iheartgeekshow.com. He's calm. We paid extra for it. Uh, go to the Facebook, go to the Twitter, talk to us. We do talk back. And until next time, I'm Dub. I'm here with Skeeter. We're here with Griffin. Keep on geeking on, guys. I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the latest episode of the iHeart Geek Show. Make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.